and welcome in to the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback, Sims. Joined with me, as always, it's the soulless canine himself, Mr. Rydog. What the fuck is up, Denny's? We are down Michael Seta today. He is away on family visit, as I was he's away. on a fucking boat right now. Is that where he's at? He's on a boat? He's on a cruise. He's on, on a, a boat. On a boat. Everybody take a look at the motherfucking boat. Isn't that something that goes... Something like that. Get T-Pain in here. He's about to fuck a mermaid. So, um, <laughs> Welcome back uh, to our absence of last week. I would like to formally apologize for that, even though I played no role in that whatsoever. So It's true. It was, it was on me. I was not able to coordinate a good time to pick up the equipment from Chris and me instead of tried to go rogue. And it just did not work out. Yeah, we I- tried. Don't don't want you to know that we were not sitting in this meeting virtually trying to get a show together. Just could not. And we said, yeah, we'll get them next time. Well, I couldn't help but notice that your guys' tweet that you crafted to inform the good people of our episode being uh, delayed or not happening, therefore, happened to throw shade at the Steelers towards the end of that. And my initial thought was that, hmm, if the Steelers fan wasn't in Myrtle Beach, the episode would have happened. So we're all trying to find the guy who did that. All right. We're all trying to find out who did this. <laughs> Could be any one of the three of us. <laughs> Let's just say we know, we know these, we know all these other names more than we know each other's names. Porn. On. That guy's dressed as a hot dog. <laughs> Everybody's dressed as a hot dog these days. Uh, Tuesday, November 28th. And one day before my birthday, and I got a wonderful birthday present today from the NFL as my yearly um, Jonathan Taylor decided to check out on all my fantasy teams, like as he per- usually does this time of year. Um, so, but that's a little sneak peek on the news here. We're going to dive in to all that. There was a decent amount of injuries that we're going to touch base on. Have another episode. We're going to talk um, stashes. I don't even know if one of my stashes counts as a stash anymore because now he's just a regular player. And um, we'll have hits of the week and we'll have pickums. And then next week we'll be back to full force. So getting ready for the playoffs and uh, all that stuff that's all right around the corner. It's uh, it's here. We're like less than two weeks away. So We are. It's crunch time. Are you in the zone? I'm in the zone. Are, did you, are you going to lock it up? I'm going to lock it up. You, 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 you need to lock it up. So I'm locked up. Our one league is crazy right now. The year 12 team league, the redraft one. Like one through 10 in terms of seeding is either seven and five or six and six. Yeah. So that's going to be a hell of a showdown. And unfortunately, um, 90% of my team is on the list that we're about to talk about here. So, uh, but yeah, you know where to find us on Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it these days. That is Hitstick Fantasy. Reach out to us, ask us some start sick questions. We're here to help you guys out. This is the time of year where that stuff matters the most. So reach out to us there. Um, a little bit harder for us to kind of give you, dive into those kind of questions on the show because we don't know what your guys' rosters look like. So, if you're struggling with a decision that you need to make this week, feel free to send us a tweet or a DM asking us our thoughts, and we will give you, um, you know, the answer to that. Seta should also be involved in that too. Um, I'm at Hits to Chris. If you want to talk to me personally, I'm at Ryan Long FF, and then there's Michael underscore Seta. So, all right, let's go ahead and knock out this news. Um, Chris Olave dealing with a concussion, um, not likely to play uh, based off what other teams, based off of players that have had concussions. This year, the usual, like, um, I guess, template is they miss one week. I think only one player has managed to beat those odds and suit up the following week. I forget who it was. But, um, yeah, so I would be uh, making accommodations to not have Chris Olave. If he plays, that's great. 
if but more than likely he's not going to. Uh, his teammate, uh, Rashid Shahid, who's having a pretty good year, is also unlikely to play dealing with a knee injury. Um, obviously, uh, Saints receiving core is uh, looking pretty thin, given that Michael Thomas is also off the field. I don't even know. I, I guess that – does that make A.T. Perry their number one? Is it Or is it – who's that one, Lil John or Lil, Lil Jordan, whatever his name is? Lil Jordan? Um, I think I know you. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. But that's how you know we're getting deep into a roster is where we yeah. can't even name – a single guy who could be the replacement receiver for the replacement receiver for the replacement receiver. Yeah. The moral of the story here is if you have a DraftKings account, go hammer the over on Alvin Kamara's receptions this week. So oh, yeah. he's going to have fucking 15 of them. Yeah. He's going to be there. And um, Juwan Johnson is a sneaky ad. If you are in need of a tight end, which odds are you might be, we have six teams on a buy this week. We'll be diving into a little bit of that. Um, obviously a lot of good fantasy relevant players will not be available. Um, going back into the news here though. And now we go on to the plethora of players that, um, are going to make your heart hurt a little bit, Ryan, because they're all Cleveland Browns. Uh, Amari Cooper dealing with the rib injury. Uh, we did see today that the MRI was negative, which is good. He's got a shot to play. So keep an eye on that one. Um, but his quarterback DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson, right? Isn't that who it is? Yep. Dorian Thompson Robinson yeah, concussion. He got banged up, hit in the head, mouth bleeding, concussed, rolled out. I do not see him playing this week. And I do actually think this is the week that we do finally see Joe Flacco. He's elite. He's elite. And we kind of need him. Losing that game sucked. And especially in the fashion that we did. I'm, I know we're a fantasy football podcast, but I want to get real football here for a second. Oh, go for that it. Game, that game sucked to watch. It was like one of those games where I think every football fan has it where you feel like you could coach better from like the bar or like your couch than you could from Kevin Stefanski's point of view. Every single play was run the ball and we're passing on first down. It was run the ball here, run a trick play, fumble the ball, and now they're going to score again. It it was awful all around. It it sucked to watch. It sucked to sit through watching every single like big name player on our team go down to injury also at the same time. It kind of shatters your hopes for the season. We get a bounce back matchup against the Rams this week, which I'm really, really hoping uh, is a W, but I'm a lot more nervous than I should be for a game against a crappy team. Yeah, it's not ideal because the next person on this list is uh, Miles Garrett. Um, and the reason why he's being brought up is because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are heavily dependent on the Cleveland Browns DST as they've been one of the stout defenses on the year. So um, so what, what all is going on with uh Miles Garrett, because uh, unfortunately, he, I was driving home on Sunday from Myrtle, from South Carolina, so I didn't get to see a lot of action. I only got to watch whatever games my Sunday ticket app would allow me to watch, and the Cleveland Browns were not one of them. He he hurt his shoulder. I'm 99% sure he like finished the game, like he you know was hurting on the sideline and came back in, was still playing, and he is day to day, so there's a good chance he will still suit up this week. But an injured. Miles Garrett is not the same as anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would still take a 75% or 50% Miles Garrett over a large portion of the rest of the league, but it's definitely not Even ideal. That's also one of the sad things about being a Browns fan is we've seen Miles Garrett hurt and be completely ineffective, essentially, too. Like, it does suck when he is banged up because he's off the field a lot of plays, and when he's on the field, he's more of a decoy than he is anything. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. I have the Cleveland Browns defense in a lot of leagues, so very frustrated on that. It's actually only one league, but still very aggravating. But still. Um, 
Jonathan Taylor dealing with a thumb injury, expected to have surgery tomorrow, uh, hoping to be back in two to three weeks. Not really sure uh, what's going on with that. I'm not a doctor. I've done a lot of research as somebody that is heavily invested in Jonathan Taylor across Dynasty and Redraft Leagues. Um, a lot of the research I looked from fantasy doctors, so to say, people that do um, have, you know, do spend a lot of time analyzing the injuries uh, was basically that um, this is the way the team is wording it. This is kind of along the lines of what happened to Justin Fields. This held Justin Fields out for six weeks. Um, I'm not sure what's going to go on with Jonathan Taylor. It's just something to monitor. This is obviously devastating two teams that are making playoff runs as Taylor was just getting back into full form, had a phenomenal week, 100 yards. So I think it was 91 yards and two touchdowns. Like, great. And I, I'm, I, didn't, I was so pissed off because, like, I, this game ended. And I was like, cool, Taylor's back. This is awesome. Yeah. No news of this at all. And then here we are today, two days after. Those and, are the worst injuries are the ones that, like, they don't hit your, like, conscience or, like, any notifications until after the game or the day after. And you're like, what the fuck? He just got me, like, 30 points, and he looked awesome. What happened on the way from that to this? Yeah. So, um, obviously, Zach Moss becomes a big-time pickup. But at the same time, as good as Zach Moss was earlier in the year, I don't think anybody is going to replace what Jonathan Taylor has been. So, he is just a next-level talent. And, yeah, this sucks. It's been a terrible year. Full of injuries. So, um, and then and the panel lighter news, lighter news. Yeah, coming back from injury, uh, Justin Jefferson was activated. He today, was, I believe. Yeah, you so will he's got not. Fourteen days to come back. He is one of the six teams on bye this week, so we will not get to see him this week. But th- that is definitely a little bit of good news. So, and you love to see it because they a, needed that on Monday night. That dog shit game. That was such a bad game. We've had so many bad games this year. Listen. I did something on Monday that I don't normally do, which is probably a lot. Pay attention to your wife? No, of course not. I watched (laughs) Monday Night Football, a terrible game. But I had a matchup where I was going against Cole Komet, and I had a 12-point lead. So I did the smart thing, and I put a fuck ton of money on Cole Komet to score a touchdown. And then a little bit of money on him to score two touchdowns. On the off chance that I lose this fantasy matchup, I'm going to win some money. And then he didn't what? score a touchdown, but he still I won scored. my fantasy matchup. Oh, you, you did one? You did win? Yeah, I beat Corey. Because he beat... Won my fan- okay. All right. I, I didn't know that that was who Corey had in that matchup. Man, Corey... And he was first quarter. He had like six catches. Yeah, I did see It that. was unreal. It looked like I was destined to get my ass kicked. And I even texted Corey. I'm like, if I lose this game and Cole Komet does not score a single touchdown, I'm going to do some bad things. Well, define those bad things. Like you gonna... I'm not going to say them to the public airways, but they would have been bad things. So pay attention. Just know that if Cole Komet does good, watch the news. If you see terrible things, that's probably Ryan Long's doing. So, because he is, in fact, a fantasy scumbag. So, degenerate more likely. Moving forward here, uh, Panthers decided to fire Frank Wright to uh, stunt because he was apparently stunting the growth of Bryce Young. Oh, that's a fucking dumpster fire of an organization right back there. Back-to-back years that they fired coaches in midseason. Um, I don't think that they – I don't think anybody is stunting the growth of Bryce Young. I think you just drafted the wrong quarterback, and you need to admit that because – I don't even know if it's drafting the wrong quarterback. It's just when you trade up to get the quarterback and you have to give up your entire future to get your future, you're going to be hurting for a long time. They don't have draft picks, and they are a terrible team. Their number one overall pick is going to be by the Chicago Bears. Yep. 
who are eventually going to trade that away and hop up on more draft picks and end up with like a Marvin Harrison or something. Cause they have two top five picks now. If you're the bears and you end up with two top five picks, one of those picks being the one Oh one, are you keeping fields or are you drafting Caleb Williams or Drake may and moving fields? I think it, a lot of it depends on how the rest of the season goes. Cause they're Eberflus is going to be gone. It's going to be a new head coach in Chicago too. Yeah, I think so. He, he's well. not a good coach. He's not doing anything for the growth of the team, you know, outside of like general management, you know, Ryan Poles is going to stick around because he's made awesome moves. He's built a, you know, a draft capital and a solid young roster, like getting Montez sweat from Washington is a solid move for them. Like they've made smart decisions with their draft picks, whether they moved them or took players. But if Justin Fields, isn't the guy they're going to address it right away. They're not going to hang on any longer. So if Justin Fields doesn't perform for the rest of the season, it'll be Caleb Williams. Number one, overall to the Chicago bears. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, that's, uh, that's all I got in terms of news. Is there anything that uh, you want to talk about? Trying to think, trying to think, I don't know if anyone else huge really went down this week. I'll give you your moment to have your bragging rights as your Cleveland Browns defeated my Pittsburgh Steelers and you didn't get a moment to talk trash to me on air for that because yeah, we, we did it in the zoom meeting before the attempted pod last week. Don't worry. I, yeah, but I was, you guys there, won this so. week. We lost. So I'm not going to talk shit right now. I, I mean, honestly, like. Congratulations on firing Matt Canada. I was going to say, we got like 400 yards of offense for the first time this year. When that news broke, I was like, I'm not mad that we lost anymore. I'm not like, I'm like this, this, if that was what was needed to make this happen, then I thank the Browns. Like, I'm like, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. And then yep. now we took, we now are back over you in the division, which is nice. Yep. With a tied so. record. So, you know, a lot of football left. Luckily we get to play some crappy teams to end the year. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So. All right, so that was the news from this week. Um, as always, stay posted. There's uh, a lot of stuff that goes on throughout the weeks. So a lot of players uh, that you know are on injury reports and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and if you have questions, as I hinted, go ahead and reach out to us in on Twitter. So, but without further ado, we're going to dive into our first segment. Right, so today we're going to be talking about players that you want to stash in terms of handcuff running backs, or it could just be a player in general that um, you think could be helpful for you in terms of like a lottery ticket, so to say. Like if something were to happen to one of these big time running backs, you know, this is the time of year to load up on some of those guys and get them on your roster. That way, you don't got to fight the waiver wire, you don't got to spend the fab that you may or may not have anymore, or burn the priority to get these guys because they're already on your roster. I had Zach Moss written down as my number one. I don't really know if he, qual he doesn't really qualify for this anymore because he, when I was reading that, I like, I like, I knew about the Taylor injury. I didn't know how serious I knew he was going to probably miss time, possibly extended time. And when I saw that you put in the group chat, you're like Zach Moss. I'm like, eh, it kind of feels like cheating, but I actually did not know about the Taylor injury when I made Zach Moss the, that really? I didn't, I didn't even know it happened. I knew it. I got that notification on my phone, like probably three hours later. And I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. Because he's not a stash right now. He's now officially a player that's going to be on the field. So He'll be um, the number one waiver pickup this week at any league that he's not owned. That's for sure. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and do my number two, and then I'll go ahead and pick a new one really quick. But I got Rico Dowdle, the uh, running back in Dallas, uh, that's been playing pretty damn good behind Pollard. And uh, Pollard's starting to get together. Dallas has been on fire 
So this is somebody that will see a lot of work if something were to happen to Tony Pollard. I just think he's a good stash. I think this is a good offense that's thriving, it's firing on all cylinders, and he's proven he can you know catch passes. And like I said, outside of him and Pollard, there's nobody else on this roster. So if something were to happen to Pollard, I'd expect him to get well majority of the bulk load of the work. So that would be my stash, my first one. And, and he's one of the few people who actually qualifies as a handcuff. He's somebody who you can't really play unless something were to happen to Pollard. But he has looked solid in his opportunities. Pollard has not looked good at all this year. So going towards like playoff time for your fantasy matchups, he could be a little bit more involved in the games too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who do you got? All right, I'll go back to back here. I'll give you my my snake draft here. Number one kind of feels like cheating because we always talk about this guy in the same exact situation. Can you name him, Chris? Elijah Mitchell? No. Um, Derek McKinnon. Oh, yeah. You and your McKinnon. Me and my McKinnon, I'm still biting the bullet here. He has not been solid this year, but he's getting a little bit of work here and there. You know, he's definitely a good pass catcher. He's definitely involved in the game on a team that involves everybody, it seems like. There's never really one guy outside of a Travis Kelsey. But Isaiah Pacheco has been awesome this year. Darby 12 on the year overall. You know, he's running through people. He's getting a little bit involved in the passing game. But in true handcuff fashion, if anything were to happen to him, Clyde Edwards-Lair surprisingly is still playing like 20% of snaps. He is not looking good at all. He's averaging like two or three yards a carry, not finding any openings, not involved in the passing game. If anything were to happen to Pacheco, we're seeing Jarek McKinnon RB1 again, just like we did last year. Yeah. Uh, who's your second one? Uh, my next one, this is might be more recency bias because I was actually heavily tuned into this game, and that's Samaj Piran, running back for the Denver Broncos. He looked awesome. Like, when he ran that touchdown in, every single run he had, he was a bully. And I always thought of Samaj Piran as like a pass catcher, like a third down back, you know, get involved in the game. No, he was he was looking good as a running back last week on first and second down. I We know Javante Williams is a good running back. We all like Javante. Javante is also coming off a year where he had a torn ACL. Anything could happen to him. This Denver Broncos team is humming right now. They've won five in a row. That offense is beaming, and it's a lot to do with the running game, whether it is Javante, whether it is Samaje, whether it is Russell Wilson breaking off some big runs here and there. I I think Samaje P. Ryan, if anything were to happen to a Javante Williams, could be a league winner. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him be good in the past, so um, there's definitely some truth in that. I, I I think that Julio McLaughlin kid is pretty good too, but um, he's not quite taken the full over yet. So I think he's more like right into like the old school, like change of pace guy. Like he's a, you need a fresh body out there, get in the ball. He looks solid in moments, but Samantha Piran's an experienced veteran and a hard runner. And that's, and that's just the eyeball test telling me that. That, yeah, that's the key word is experience. Like that's, that's what makes, that's what makes all the difference in the situation when you're getting down to the nitty gritty on the back end weeks of the NFL. Um, So my pivot player after uh, losing Zach Moss from this, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott, who is uh, a good handcuff to Ramondre Stevenson. He does see the field a little bit, not a lot, but he's somebody, if you were desperate uh, in a situation, you know, you could throw him in and you'd get, you have a chance at a touchdown. But if something were to happen to Ramondre, you're going to see a heavy workload here for Zeke. So he's a player that I think, could definitely pay good dividends if, you know, it's, it's a lottery ticket. So. Oh, Zeke, Zeke could be awesome. Or he could also be completely mediocre as the starting running back, too, which kind of sucks. Yeah. That's There's a weird just, thing. There aren't really a lot of handcuffs this year. There's a lot of committees. 
I a mean, lot of committees. Elijah Mitchell is definitely one to keep your eye on as well. If he's not rostered, this would be a good time to pick up him because that's somebody that will see a large majority of the work if there was supposed to if there was an injury there. Um, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff one. Wilson's a good one as well. Uh, Joshua Kelly might be a decent one. I mean, he wasn't that good when he had the opportunity, but uh, Eckler does not look like Eckler right now. No. I'm well, the Chargers of, don't look like the Chargers right now. They cannot win a game to save their life. Brandon Staley has to go. I mean, that's that's normal for the Chargers under Brandon Staley in terms of not winning a game to save their life, but Jesus you're right. Christ, like they, they aren't even looking like completely competitive. Like Justin Herbert's doing everything himself. It's just him. Justin Herbert is the real deal as a quarterback. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing for that team to have – as many wins as they have with a guy like Justin Herbert. A guy um, like Justin Herbert in the highest paid defense. Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, is there any uh, any other honorable mentions here that we could throw out for uh, in terms of a stash? I mean, when it goes to like, it's hard to say because everything is a committee and all the running backs are owned. Like I would say like a Zach Charbonnet to a Ken Walker, but Ken Walker's been banged up, so Charbonnet is the starter at the moment. I have one, actually. That's probably that? not rostered at all. And, I mean, this would be probably a deeper league. Or, I mean, if you just have a roster spot to burn, if you need a running back, this could be a good one for you to pick up. And that's Dearness Johnson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has low-key taken that number two role away from Tank Bigsby. He has seen he saw 39% of the snaps last week, scored eight fantasy points, got seven carries, had two targets with a reception for 42 yards. Like, We've seen him as, you know, living in Cleveland. We've seen him in situations where he got put into a role. He was productive. So if something were to happen to ETN, which ETN's kind of a smaller back, so they, like it, there's – and he gets a lot – ETN also gets a heavy workload. Like there's a probable chance that we could see something happen to ETN. Dearness Johnson would be a good pickup. So if you want to get ahead of the curb there and you just have a roster spot to spare, that's not a bad one. I like Dearness. Um, six teams on by this week, the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Giants, the Raiders, and the Bears. Um, that's, you know, we're in one last bipocalypse to uh, send things off. Is we're this gonna, the last bye week completely? Yeah. There, well, no, okay. no, no. There's a few There's a few teams next week. I know the Cardinals, and um, I can't remember who the other team is for week 14. I know it's the Cardinals. The Cardinals are one of them, which sucks. Oh, right. it's um, the Commanders. Okay. Yeah. Cardinals and Commanders. There might be two more, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, we're going to try to help you navigate through that. We got our hits of the week coming up. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into all that fun stuff and tell you who you should be starting this week to navigate through uh, by Mageddon. One last time. Do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hits of the week. Yeah. I don't got it today. I'm I'm frustrated. As a Jonathan Taylor manager all across the board, I'm just I'm frustrated. This is so aggravating because I have all these teams that are playoff bound and they all need Mr. Taylor to, you know, help us carry it. would be not be as av- av- aggravating if this wasn't back-to-back years with the same fucking player. Now, I will say in my in our Dino 2 league, I have made accommodations cuz last year I lost Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Taylor right for the playoffs. I made it a point to get Zach Moss, and I made it a point to get Dak Prescott. So I am protected from those two hurting me. But it still hurts. All right. 
Hits of the week for week 13. Kick things off with the quarterback position. I will go ahead and name mine, and that is Trevor Lawrence going up against the Cincinnati Bungholes. They have not been playing good at all. They are down Joe Burrow. They are down a lot of things. Um, I think that this is a very beatable defense. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers just dropped 400 yards on them. That should tell you everything you need to know. Um, and Trevor Lawrence has been playing out of his mind. He has been starting to step up and look like the quarterback that he was supposed to be in the beginning of the year. And yeah, Trevor Lawrence, if you have him on your roster, you should probably have him in your lineup this week. Oh, of course. I'll agree with that one completely. My quarterback head of the week is Mr. Brock Purdy, quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. They get a matchup. The matchup of the week is what it is, really. The 49ers versus the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles just gave up 40-something-plus fantasy points to Josh Allen, and you know it's going to be a competitive, high-octane, like, must-watch game. Brock Purdy has been solid since his return, since, you know, the 49ers have been humming. He didn't have a great fantasy week last week, but, you know, they did the job. You know, they took care of business. This is a game where they have to win because they have to establish, like, hey, we want that one overall seed, and we're going to try and compete for it. If they lose this, it's Eagles' number one seed all day. Yeah, they got it wrapped at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'll move on to my running back here. And this one kind of sucks because he's going against my Cleveland Browns. But Kyron Williams is a fucking stud, dude. Yeah, he is. I love dude comes back from injury and immediately drops like RB1 numbers, puts up like two or three touchdowns, 100 and something yards. He's all over the place. He is awesome. He is everything that we wanted a Rams running back to be. And we were kind of hoping Cam Akers could be in his limited time there. Kyron Williams does it all. And like we were talking about earlier, Browns defense is banged up. The Browns as a team are banged up. Kyron Williams could have another huge RB1 overall finish again this week. And as much as it pains me to say it, if you have him in any league, I don't know if you started him last week in his first week back because you might have been a little nervous, but get him in there now. He is right now the RB10 in half PPR, and that's with missing. That's, that's There's been five weeks because they've already had their bye. There's been five weeks that he has not been available to play. Yep. That is phenomenal numbers. He's putting up crazy numbies. Yeah. Uh, my running back hit of the week is uh, it doesn't, I, I went either or. I don't think it matters. I think you can start both. They split the work completely 50 50, and that is Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. They're playing Arizona, the team that just gave up all those points to Kyron Williams. And Arizona has been a funnel for points to the running back position. And it looks like Pittsburgh's starting to get their footing. They fired Matt Canada, really opened up things in the offense. Najee is looking like a different form of Derrick Henry where he plays pretty mid for the first half of the year but turns it up over the second half of the year. Um, I think both players can be started, and uh, those are guys that I would definitely have in my lineup. In fact, Najee is going to be one of my replacements for John, a replacement for Jonathan Taylor in the league. So, yeah, keep it going. I like it. Who's your receiver? My wide receiver is Michael Pittman going up against the Tennessee Titans. Pittman has been pretty solid. You've been getting, you know, you got, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. I was a year early on Pittman because I made him a hit of the year last year and that didn't really pan out. But this year he has been a top 12 receiver. So, and Tennessee secondary, it's been pretty good, pretty beatable for majority of the year. Um, I like Michael Pittman a lot. He is in my lineup. If I have him, I don't have him in any leagues. So he will not be in any of my lineups, but you should have him in yours unless you're going against me. That's fucking wild that me and you are both like the biggest Michael Pittman stands and neither one of us have any shares of him. Because we bought him too early and then we all and then we got out because last year looked rough and we had Anthony Richardson come in and we didn't know what Richardson was going to be like in terms of passing. So he doesn't need Richardson. No, he does not. Gardner Minchie, baby. Yeah. 
no, that kind of sucks. Uh, my wide receiver hit of the week is, unfortunately, I'm going very against the grain here against myself and my personal beliefs. My wide receiver hit is Deontay Johnson. I actually wrote him down first before I sent in Michael Pittman, and I changed it because I decided I wanted to make the running backs for Pittsburgh. So, And it's exactly for the same reasons you echoed. The firing of Matt Canada has awoken this offense to put up three to 400 yards a game. And you know that Deontay Johnson is going to see eight plus targets every single game. What he does with that is going to be, you know, up to his own mind. But a matchup against Arizona sounds like a fucking blowout for the Steelers. Yeah, he will be in one of my starting lineups. I can tell you that with confidence right now. So not hating there at all. Uh, Who's your tight end? Uh, My tight end this week is Evan Ingram. You know, I'm kind of stacking against your quarterback here. Makes sense. Good matchup. I mean, there's no reasoning behind it. it. It's the tight end landscape. No, Cincinnati is, but there actually is a reasoning behind it, I think. Cincinnati has been a, like, Cincinnati has been the best matchup against tight ends all year long. Like, they have just been giving up points to the tight end. So, this is a good thank, start. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I'm in on that one. And then uh, you're going to like this one. I got David Njoku going up against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Njoku has just been good since, you know, he's got such a good schedule lined up. He's been getting a bunch of targets. You got a banged up Amari Cooper. I think the Browns are going to need to get creative and find other ways to put up points against a Rams defense that is not phenomenal, but is decent. They're definitely beatable. So I like David Njoku for, like I said, he's been getting the target share. He's been getting every, everything is the stars have been aligning for him to have a pretty That's good closing to the year. sucks though, because as you know, a lot of us listening are Browns fans and we watch these games and Joku's been getting the opportunities, but he's a drop machine he is a you know not be wide open all the time machine he could be the tight end like top he could be a top three tight end if he just brings every ball in and fights the way he fights when he does have the ball in his hands it sucks to all i'm not going to argue against david and joku being an opportunity monster so it's definitely a good start of the week yeah yeah you cut out there for a quick second so you want a little robot on me but i think your point was made so i hope so yeah if not you can tweet him but, all right, yeah, that's uh, that is start of the week or hits of the week. So that is uh, knocked out of the knocked out here. We're gonna go ahead and dive into our NFL pickums. Do you have any uh, closing arguments or anything to before we dive into that? Anything you want right. to touch base on? No, I think we're ready to do our pickums. I'll touch base on it at the end. Are you worried about Cooper Cup at all? Should I be? Uh, he's been playing pretty bad. Yeah, Pakua's been solid. No, they both played pretty bad last week. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up, Trap. Cup's been injured, though. That's the scary part. Pakua, I mean, he had six points. Four targets. Or four catches for 27 yards. Yeah, it could be. On eight targets. He's still seeing targets like crazy. Yeah. So definitely somebody to touch base on. Um, all right. I'll go ahead and get it started. Do you have the matchups? Or do you want me to read the matchups? Because that's usually set up. I could read the matchups. All right, go for it. Um, start start the music. I will get it going, and we can kick things off. I'm just saying words to stall. And, oh, man, where did it go? Where in? <laughs> You're wasting one of the minutes. Listen, you can't start until, like, the music really kicks in. And first one, Thursday Night Football, we get a beautiful matchup. Not really. Seahawks at Cowboys. I want Cowboys here. Well, I think Gino, no, it's the Cowboys. Obviously. 
only one Thursday night game. No crazy three-week, you know, three-game Thursday night and one-game Friday night schedule. Moving on to Sunday afternoon, we get a 1 o'clock game. Colts at Titans. I'm taking the Colts. Um, Yeah, give me the Colts. Colts is easy. All right, then we move on to the Chargers. Finally trying to get a win together. They go travel to Foxborough and play the Patriots. I think the Chargers finally get one. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised, but I just don't see how Mac Jones and the the Mac Zappy combination can pull it out. So yeah, give me the Chargers. All right, then we move on to Detroit at New Orleans. We've already talked about how the Saints have no wide receivers left, and Detroit is hungry after that Thanksgiving loss. Give me the Lions. There's no waxing moon this week, so it's going to be the Lions. All right, then we move on to Atlanta at the New York Jets, our first probably close game of the week. I think the Falcons get it done. I do too. Have we agreed on all of them so far? I really hope we haven't. All right, then we're definitely agreeing on this next one. Arizona Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me Pittsburgh. Not going to say it out loud. Moving on. We've got the Dolphins at the Commanders. This is an obvious one. Fins up. I mean, Sam Howell, yeah, it's the Dolphins. All right. And our last 1 o'clock game, we get the Denver Broncos at the Houston Texans. The Broncos can't keep winning. Give me the Texans. Yeah, I have to agree with you. The Texans are going to take care of business here. Can you stop? I'm sorry. All right. Moving on to the 4 o'clock slate, we get the Panthers at the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Baker Bayfield, baby. Yeah, all Tampa. All right, then we travel to the 425 games. The Cleveland Browns staying on the West Coast this week, playing the Rams. Browns, baby. I also have the Browns. Big bounce right. back. This is getting bad. All right, let's get a little different here. San Francisco in the game. Why is this a 4 o'clock game? I hate this season. 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Dibs on Eagles Philly. can't win. What do you say? Dibs on Philly. All right, good, because I've got the 49ers. Okay, finally, we got one. Finally, we are different on a pick. All right, let's move to Sunday night here. Kansas City Chiefs at Green Bay Packers. Do we even have to say this? Uh, it's 100% Kansas City. And that will end on Monday night. The Cincinnati Bengals without a quarterback traveling to Jacksonville. Jags. Jags. So you got you can catch one game on me this week. One game. Which you closed the gap this week by a decent margin. I know. I did not have a good week in the pickums. You, I'm only up you six now. And Seta's, it's his week. I might as well just say it for him because we all know it. So. It better be his week. I'm going to text him and remind him, hey, bank those picks because we need you to catch up here a little bit. I God mean, damn. We were one, the only game, the best game, obviously. Yeah, so I know. Actually, we should actually have like a different side bet on this one because it's the only game that we are different on. You want to do a side bet? What, what are we going to bet? We should do a side bet. All right. Well, what's, what's the side bet? I don't know. We'll have to discuss off show but we never if we do it off show it's not gonna happen and you know that listen listeners hold us to the side bet tweet at us what should the side bet be let us know please yeah give us things that we need to make the other ones do in terms of winning so but that niners eagles game is going to be the biggest one of the week yeah that's uh, that is definitely the game i'm the most excited for so but uh that's going to go ahead and round out the show as always you can find us on Hits are on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy. Send us those start sick questions. It is playoff time. It is time to crunch down and get ready because we are making those runs. What do you got to say, Ryan? Uh, I mean, other than I'm at Ryan Long FF and our buddy Seta, who's not here, is at Michael underscore Seta. And I'm at Hitstick Chris. Good night. Fuck you, Jen. Ha! <laughs>